Welcome, everybody, back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about the bounce-back candidates on the Padres. I think it's going to be pretty fun. My thought process for how we should do this is we should each give one of our guys and then briefly discuss some other people, some other guys that could potentially get brought up in this discussion. Anyone that's listening, comment who you guys think is, is going to be the bounce-back candidate, who's the guy that's going to have the biggest jump from 2021 to 2022. Um, I would say the only rule for, for a bounce back candidate, they had to be on the team last year, right? That, that, that's my thought there. So without further ado, Isaac, you want to get into who your, your bounce back candidate is this year? Shoot. I forgot who I said my answer was going to be yesterday, to be honest. So I kind of got to come up with a whole new answer. And, um, you know, I think I'm going to go with Blake Snell. I know he's not projected to, to, you know, ramp up until about the middle of the season, and that's okay. Um, but if you go just solely based off last year, he started off really slow. He had probably like a four-plus ERA throughout the whole season and up until his injury. Um, now, when it came to time to, you know, be the Blake Snell that we thought he would be when we only had two real starters, that Blake Snell was the best version of – Honestly, any pitcher that I have seen in a while. I know Lamette was fantastic, but this guy threw two straight starts and only allowed one hit and went a total of like 17, like around 16 and two-thirds, 17 innings and allowed a hit. So if you're going based off that, I think he can transfer that over to this year. Not that type level stuff, but be a guy that can be around a three- 3-3 three, three RA. Do you guys consider that a bounce back? A 3-3 three, three RA for Blake Snell? I think that's a significant improvement. And that's what I would kind of expect. Um, even if he does start off a little slow, I expect him to pick it up come June. And he's a great bounce back candidate with the stuff he has. The slider looks fantastic still. I know that first start at spring training wasn't exactly encouraging. But the next start, he comes out. And in, 24, in his first 24 pitches, he throws 22 strikes. That's everything you would want. Now, it's important to remember also that in spring training, most of them are working on stuff. And when he comes out and throws 22 strikes in a time where we're thinking we might get the same Blake Snell that struggled to find the zone last year at the beginning. So if we can get home Blake Snell for the duration of a season, because for anyone who remembers, away Blake Snell is pretty atrocious. At least last year he was. If we can get the version that we got at home, I think he he will have an amazing year. And I fully expect, I mean, the pitching staff looked good yesterday. As much as or we're recording this on the day after opening day, so I'm going to say yesterday. Um, the pitching staff looked good yesterday outside of Robert Suarez, who I was really mad at at first, but I'm going to cut him some slack. was his first appearance. I understand he might have some jitters. Um, so hopefully he bounces back. Will not give Craig Stammon slack. You guys all know, for anyone who's been listening for a while, I don't like Craig Stammon. Um, seems like a really good guy, but not somebody you want to put out there in crunch time situations. Um, but Blake Snell, absolutely a great bounce back candidate. I wanted to say you Darvish just based off his start yesterday because he did go six innings and didn't allow a hit. And his stuff looked fantastic. It was just a matter of I think he did miss some, some pitches where against a better lineup he might have been punished for it. But he's going to find that throughout the season because they didn't have a lot of time throughout throughout the offseason to, to you know ramp up with the coaches and and be in game at, have some in game action. So I think he's going to find that um, probably in May or late late later this month. But 
Blake Snell is my bounce back candidate. I think he's going to have around a 3-3-3-5 ERA. Significant improvement from last year. I think he's going to justify the cost that we gave up to get him. So I know in like throughout the entire offseason, I always said Will Myers was going to have a bounce back season. So I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to say Donelson Lamette. Um, hopefully he doesn't get injured again and, you know, doesn't deal with his elbow problems. But I want to see him thrive in his new bullpen role. You know, he's supposed to be one of those guys that could possibly be the closer. Bob Melvin has spoken very highly of him, his stuff to go along with it. He has been plagued by the home run ball within his starts and kind of throughout his career. We kind of saw it in spring training, too. The times that he did give up a run, it was home runs. And that's normally something you don't want to see, you know, with a guy that's going to be a high leverage reliever. You don't want your high leverage relievers to give up home runs. We saw that yesterday, how that worked out. And it just kind of put a dampers on the mood. It was not fun that live. Um, so seeing Stammen come out and give up another home run in the ninth inning really demoralizes everyone. And so going off that note, I think, Nelson Lamette is going to come out and prove himself to be a very electric reliever. We've seen his stuff. He was touching 97. His slider looks phenomenal as it did last year and the year before. Um, I just want to see him uh, thrive and succeed in this bullpen role because last year when he started to come out of the bullpen, he struggled a little bit. He was giving up runs. It seemed like he wasn't very comfortable in that role. And so I'm hoping that he bounces back and, you know, I'm not saying have a sub three ERA for a reliever, but have a low three ERA, like a three one, maybe a three three. That would be a good season for Lamette, especially in his first year as a reliever. So for me, I'm going in a similar direction in terms of I'm going to pick another guy that had an injury plague year. I'm going to be rocking with Austin Nola, who I feel like it's a little bit weird just because he didn't really get to play much. That's kind of the issue there. But I feel like, and I, we brought this up when we were doing the, the season predictions, but I feel like Austin Nola is the t- kind of guy where the trade to get him wasn't a good trade. We can recognize that. We can look at the trade. Even if he balls out, it's unlikely to look like it's a good trade. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to change our opinion on it. I think we're always going to look at that trade and go, Padres lost this deal. But if you can try to remove him from that trade and we can get out what I think we're able to get out of Austin Nola, I think it helps this team in terms of you have a very, very good catcher. Do you lose Ty France and some other pieces? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it hurts. But Austin Noah, I think he's capable of being a 280 hitter coming from the catcher position. I think he's going to start around 60 to 65% of the games, um, which is the majority for a catcher. And that's pretty normal. If he's healthy, because I think a lot of his injuries recently, I know he's had a few of them, but they're like super random injuries where like he breaks a finger, he does something weird, or he has some weird knee injury. And it's just like, seems like they're not really like, yes, they're a little bit wear and tear, but it's just more of random than like, oh, this guy has a bad shoulder. This guy has a bad knee. This guy has a bad elbow. It doesn't feel like it's a chronic injury with him. It feels like there's a couple random things that happen. But if Austin Nola is healthy, I think he's the perfect bounce back candidate because we talk about, you know, what it means to have a good catcher behind the plate, a guy that can call games really well. Isaac, you brought up that yesterday was opening day. Well, what did we see? We saw Darvish without his personal catcher and Austin Nola caught him for six innings and he didn't allow a hit. Austin Nola, all people do in the pitching staff is rave about how great of a game caller he is. 
how great he sets up the next pitch, how great he does stuff like that. We brought in one of my good friends, Jason, who's a collegiate catcher. He brought up how he feels like Austin Noy is so quiet behind the plate, and it's just like the flow of the game is just so beautiful when he's back there. You get that defensively from him. You get legitimately one of the better catchers defensively in the league in Austin Nola. And you have a guy that can hit 280 plus, I believe, from behind the plate. Might not have a lot of power, but if you're hitting 280 plus, you're walking a lot, you're getting on base at a high rate. That is huge from the catcher position because we did our top 10 catcher rankings. And let me tell you guys, it is abysmal offensively when you go around the league. You pretty much have JT Romuto, who's like the best. The pre- I feel like he's pretty clearly one of the best. Salvador Perez, he has money ground all in terms of hitting Will Smith. And then it falls off. And it's like, oh, you, we, like, we had top 10 guys that were hitting 220, 210, because there's just not options behind the plate. So if he's hitting 280 plus, you're going to be, he's going to perform as a top five catcher throughout the season. And I think that will go a long way, especially when you look at this team and you go, they need to win on pitching. They need to win on having low scoring games and being able to grind them out. And I think Austin Noah is a guy that can provide a lot of that one behind the plate and two with hitting for average, bringing guys in at the bottom of the order. Um, I I think it's going to go a long way. And I think that he's a, he's a prime candidate to do that. Um, But besides that, those are three guys. I'm kind of surprised that no one mentioned Trent Grisham. I think Trent Grisham is a great bounce back candidate, Um, but I don't know any other guys that you guys think that could potentially kind of work their way into this conversation. I do have a question for you, and glad you brought it up. What do you guys think about Austin Adams as a bounce back candidate? If he figures it out, Isaac right? Does not look too happy about that. <laughs> bounce back. I don't know what a bounce back is for him, but this guy, if he didn't hit so many batters, would be. I would honestly say he could be our closer, like a fantastic one of the best closers in baseball. He has a thirty-one percent strikeout rate. That's the best on our team, I believe. So he would easily be the closer. He Maybe we wouldn't have even been questioning going into the season. Who's our closer? Because it would have been this guy. He has a fantastic slider, a wipeout slider. He could easily be one of the best, maybe not like fully relievers in baseball, but a guy in our in our, you know, uh, in our bullpen that we're fully confident in. How can we be fully confident in a guy that broke the record for for hit uh for hit by pitches? Like I don't even feel like it was close either. Um he did it like in mid-September, not even at the end of the season, like in mid-September, he broke it. So uh, very hard to like have a lot of confidence in him. Now, if he can lower how many people he hits, then of course he he's a fantastic bounce back candidate, Chase. Like that's a really good guy to bring up because it's such a what if question where if he doesn't hit as many batters, he will be so good. When you strike out somebody, I mean, when you're striking out three out of every 10 batters, like it's pretty crazy um, considering, let's see, I, I, I am pretty sure he would have had the highest strikeout rate on our team. So very interesting, Chase, that you brought him up. I actually really like that you brought him up. That's crazy. That was that wasn't somebody I considered. Anyone else you guys like? <clears throat> trying to think. I can't think of it. You mentioned I like that you Trent Grisham. Up, yeah, I like that you brought up Grisham, but like, and and I've said it a lot. What necessarily is a good season for Trent Grisham? We only saw him in a 60-game season. He was really good. And he was inconsistent. He was still inconsistent. Exactly. So, like, bounce back, I don't necessarily want to say bounce back as much as I would say breakout, you know? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. 
I feel like Pagan was going to be the other injuries. guy. Sorry, Chase, what were you saying? I was just saying, he also dealt with injuries. He had healed bruise like the entire year. Yeah, no, definitely definitely did. I'm, I'm looking through the roster right now. I feel like, I mean, we could bring up Hosmer Myers. Um, I hope so. I, I mean, that's what I would love more than anything, right? Um, but, I mean, besides that, you're kind of looking around this team and you go, Profar? Profar could be another guy to, to break out or to bounce back, but kind of a similar thing to Trent Grisham, right? Like, he played well in the 60-game season. The difference with Grisham and Profar is Grisham is a lot better defensively and Profar's been in the league for years, so I don't really think that's going to change much. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like those are the main guys. I mean, any everyone listening, if we're missing someone, let us know too. Like, if there's a guy that you're like, oh, this guy is going to have a huge year. He's gonna be he's gonna be a monster. I definitely think you bring him up. I think another like breakout kind of candidate, not really bounce back, would be Clevenger, but obviously he didn't play last year. So I think there's a lot of guys like that too. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I'd say another breakout candidate, Hasiang Kim. So I don't know. I like it though. Bring up Austin Adams. Bring up Trent Grisham. Um, but yeah, I got Austin Nola. Chase is rocking with the Nelson Lamette, and Isaac is going with Blake Snell. So hopefully those guys all have bounce back years. Potters are going to need these guys to, to contribute a lot. Um, and I think if all three of them are, I mean, that's going to go a long way for this team. So hopefully that's the case. But if we miss anyone, let us know. But that's going to do it for today's episode. So thank you guys for listening. And we will be going live on Sunday night. So join us then. Um, and I'll post that probably in the morning sometime so you guys know when we're going to be hopping on. But I think that's going to do it for this episode. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you very soon.